Welcome to How You Living, a modern-day real estate and living style show, offering a platform that is a perfect fit for the home and the community you want to create. Your host is LaTanya Jr. This is a place where transparent conversations and best practices are transformed into action and the changes you want to see. Now, here is LaTanya. Welcome home, welcome home. Thank you to not, wow, I got ready to say the old show. <laughs> I'm still branded. I overbranded myself, but welcome to How You Living. Today is a really special show. I'm not going to do a lot of jibber and jabber, but um, I, this person is one of my VIP guests for a lot of reasons, and you're going to find out why. Um, I measure people based on character and heart and determination and drive and the rest of the stuff I can deal with. I would say Mr. CJ is the leaderboard and in those spaces. Uh, I'm going to share a little bit about Mr. CJ, and I want you to sort of sit back and listen, because this is a learned show, and this is a show that will hit you home in the heart. And if you're not about to experience some of the things he's going to share, you'll be prepared for that journey. But I want to start with something I've never done before, because when I was speaking with CJ and I know and I've been to his home and he's been to my home and and so on, et cetera, and we've shared emotional stories. Uh, I could only think of two people. I thought of James Baldwin when I think of CJ. Oh, yeah. And then I thought of Maya Angelou, my sister leader. And I want to share this this quote from Maya. And then I'm going to describe CJ. And then I want you to take note. And be ready to be transformed, empowered, inspired, but absolutely it will check your thinking by the end of the show. Here's what Maya said. She said, the ache of a home lives in all of us, the safe place where we can go as we are and not to be questioned. And I chose that quote because CJ had gave me a, a, a beautiful story about the impact his mother and his childhood and at home had given him. And I needed to find something to sort of bridge it for everyone else to be able to connect with. Now, we're going to just say Mr. CJ because he's not trying to give you his full name because that's how humble he is. But here's what we're about to discover. Um, we're talking about he's going to give us this reflective, intimate journey. He started his childhood life in, Nor- in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, he was a Navy officer. Uh, he worked for the White House. He's worked in health and human services. But one of the most important things is that he was a loving caregiver to his mother. And then, as it sh- he will share, he doesn't own one home. He owns two, probably three. Who knows? But I just want you guys to know 64% of the population own a home. With this particular year, we're moving back. Uh, it used to be 69% of Americans owned a home before the mortgage debacle, and we dropped down to 64. A lot of people that's buying homes are people getting back in the homes that they, you know, getting back into the home, uh, the home space. But only about six to eight percent of people own a second home, and so that's a wonderful achievement. And we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to shut my mouth now. And I'd like our listening audience in 140 countries to welcome Mr. CJ. Hello, my dear. How are you? (laughs) Did I get, I got that right, did I? Yes, you did, my dear. And, um, uh, you know, every time you call me my dear, I feel so grown. (laughs) I'm like, I'm really grown. grown. (laughs) We are grown, aren't we? We have. Yes. uh, We've had the experiences to validate our adulthood at, 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 at every point in life. How are you this morning? Welcome to How You Living. I'm wonderful. I'm living my best life. God is so good. You know, I know because I'm speaking to you now at which home in which state? I'm at the last place we just purchased uh, probably two days ago. Two days ago. You were on the beach. In Florida. In Florida on the beach. In Florida. In a condominium on the beach, girl. On the beach. And do you you still have your D.C. place? You you still got something there? And and then. And Delaware. And Delaware. Is that also on the beach? That's what we're talking about. I said, and you also have the place in Delaware 
on the beach or near the beach or somewhere in the beach yes, area? Four minutes, four minutes from Lewis, 10 minutes from Rehoboth, 15 minutes from Bethany, and about 20 minutes from Fenwick and then Ocean City. I would, I would say that would absolutely be leave, uh, uh, living your best life. You know, y- you and I chatted. We don't chat about what we're going to talk about on the show. I just, um, I have a connection to you for a whole lot of reasons. And we're not going to, I'm not going to take everybody on that road because right. the show is about you. Um, but what really stood out for me is you grew up in a home, correct? Yes. And then you grew up with something that we all need and that is you grew up with a your you, you had a living where you had a lot of emotional support correct empowerment it was always absolutely yes definitely and, and you know why that struck a nerve with me is because I was watching a video um Tabitha Brown actually brother I, I'm sorry I, his name um passes me but she and he was talking about post-traumatic post-traumatic slave syndrome and it's a it's not a disorder it's just that experience that we have from experiencing the impact of generational slavery right and it affects us in the house in regards to our ability to heal so some of our homes are still sort of downplaying, unconsciously downplaying a child's greatness, downplaying a child's potential to rise in infinite possibilities, which is actually a symptom that comes from slavery. And when I spoke with you and you told me some of the things your mother shared with you, I thought he's one of the talented families, wherever your mother got this wherewithal to start the beginning of your life um, at a different place, a place of empowerment, I wanted to start there. Tell me about your mother, CJ. My mother's side, the maternal side, is from Blakely, Georgia. They moved up to New Jersey in the 40s. My grandmother had moved up here, up in New Jersey, in the 30s and my mother was very progressive very progressive woman and she's a college educated she attended Albany State finished in 1941 and um, she came to New Jersey she said she didn't like the South the South was not for her she was her her major was education childhood education I laughed because she says Cyril Education is a wonderful, 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 wonderful place to be, she says. But in the South, I was teaching kids older than me. And they what? were adults because they had to stop stop working and stop going to school and start working. And so she said it wasn't for me. She came to New Jersey. She is the first female black Negro woman. I said Negro because that's what she said at the time to be hired by RCA. Wow, Which you know, you know what? What that is huge, and, and and she's right. I'm in the South right now. My mother's from the South. Um, I bounce, of course, as you know, between Atlanta and D.C. and Alabama. And and I have to tell you, my heart is broken. Um, I did not know, and I'm closer to the more progressive areas like Auburn. But uh, I have to tell you, it was a it's a major strategic move, and not to put the South down because I'm not. So I don't want to get those. No, no, not at calls. all. Because she was very just, proud being a Southerner. It's and my very spouse is a Southerner. But there's a space. It's hard to. It's a space hard to explain. Um, where I don't find the same level of confidence and even respect amongst neighbors that I do in other parts of the country because people are very standoffish and separate. And if it's my town, you know, I'm going to stay the same way. And it was just, it was like my mother moving from the South. It was a wonderful strategic move. But I know your mother had such a great sense of uh, a mother wit and gave you those um what we call those healing, those healing things that give us a sense of gain and give us a sense of strength. Cause I get that question all the time. People will say, well, why have some been able to achieve and others haven't? And I have to, I have to believe it starts with the home. I don't care what happens outside the home. Exposure. But, but there you go. Exposure. It's exposure. And you're, exposure. Um, yeah. And your mother clearly exposed you to many things, including sense of thinking. 
Yes, the theater, the arts, everything. Um, my mom was really wonderful. She she had me at 37. My, her and my dad, my dad died when I was eight years old. So fortunately, in her case, they did a lot of things that they wanted to do. And when he died, it was traumatic for me because we were very close. But my grandmother was a wonderful woman, and she and my mother took care of me, and they nurtured me, and they... And I just can't say enough about them. And, and what, do you she also said believe exposure that exposure is key? And that exposure, she gave me Chaucer and Longfellow to read at seven years old because I had a high reading ability. And she said, "Here, read this." I was reading Chaucer and Longfellow. She says, "You could go any place in the world as long as you read and have an imagination." Um, y'all hear that? <laughs> no, that's um. That's that's really now they don't have to do that because they have the internet and other things and they can go places. But back then we had to read. And here's another I was thinking because all of this took place in a home. Do you think your mother owning a home helped with the uh, sense of empowerment and identity and ability to achieve growing up in a home uh, versus growing up and 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 moving around, do you think that that helped with some yes, instability? Definitely, but my her mother and her father owned their home in Blakely, Georgia, which is very close to the Alabama line. And my grandmother was seventy when I was born, a real grandmother. Oh, she was the yeah. youngest of thirteen. Yeah, that was a real grandmother. It wasn't a forty-two-year-old grandmother. Now, now exactly. forty-two is still a grandmother, but it's a different spirit at seventy. Yeah. Well, now yeah. you went from that space. Because we're going to get to that place, you you know, full circle in life, once a child, uh, twice, an, uh, twice a child, once an adult. Because I know later in life, you helped support your mother um, during her Absolutely. senior years. So you went from there. How the heck you end up in the Navy, brother? Well, I went to arts high school. I have to plug arts high school, the first high school for the arts. And my mother said, that's where you're going. You're not going to any school. And I said, why? She says, because you can draw. And she knew things about me that I didn't know about myself back then. And so I went to Art High, and it was a wonderful experience. Michael Jordan finished there, Saravon, Tisha Campbell, Savion Glover, the list goes on and on, Connie Francis. It was a wonderful school. There was a gentleman there by the name of Robert Howard. And my mother, we used to do so many things, put on fashion shows, have music night, et cetera, et cetera, blase, blase, blase. And my mother always would go, and Mr. Howard was gay. And she knew, and she befriended him. And they had a conversation once. And from that point on, he, he just took a personal interest in me, and he, he guided me and directed me into some powerful things. He lived on Riverside Drive in New York. And had oh, a the, beautiful place. the Riverside Drive. And so I was... You know, that's that other piece I think often we forget. Uh, My mother and father turned me over to mentors when I was nine. Um, In one of the books I wrote, um, I talk about my parents came to a point where they realized that they had given me all the conversation. um, And as you say, uh, expansion or broad horizon and and, and that kind of thing. And so Faye Terrell was my first mentor, and she took me on a a mental journey of possibilities. And that really is critical, that we have to bring this village together, correct? Um, It takes a village when we talk about that. Uh, And and I know Newark is a village kind of place. You know what I mean? Growing up in Newark, I, I owned a home in Jersey City for almost 20 years. And growing up in, you know, Newark and Jersey City are right next door to each other. And that's one of the feelings that I miss actually living in the South versus up North, because I really felt more like um, a part of a village than the distance that the South um, gives you. But it's it's OK. We make the best of, of all things. There's all options. Right. It's why I. But Newark but that, gets a bad rap. Because prior to the rides, Newark was fabulous. It was the Actually, jazz You ready club. for this? I think it was 1958 or 53. This is from some old research because I used to um, teach at one of the universities there, some adult classes. Uh, Newark was actually the number one place to live in America at one point in the 50s. Um, and yes. 
you know, like anything else, yeah, after the riots. But I have to tell you, the community and village feel and the pride that Newark, New Jersey people have is something to treasure. You really feel like you belong to something. And you also feel that you're accountable because they will hold you accountable. Newark, they're not going to let you. Yes, they will. <laughs> they will call you to the they will call you to the carpet. But we're going to we're going to go to a break. We're going to go to a break shortly. And when we get back, I want to talk about your journey to the White House. And then, of course, I want to deep dive into you eventually becoming a caregiver. And I'm going to give some numbers about being a caregiver in the United States and having a home. Right. Can you imagine if you didn't have a home and your mother took ill? You know, what were your options? I'm just constantly feeding to our audience the importance of participating, not just in home ownership, but living our best life in our homes. And I'm going to give some numbers of how many people prefer to be with their children and be at their home in their senior years, if even if they don't share it with you guys. But when we get back, um, let's talk about, I want to know how you end up at the White House. And then we're going to get into these okay. lovely homes and you're entertaining because I've been entertained at your home. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and who makes the best fried chicken and all that good stuff. You we'll do. be right back. <laughs> well, we'll do. be right back. How you, how you living? We'll be right back after this break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel it's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health wealth and happiness are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts then tune in to the forbes factor with celebrity tv host and inspirational icon forbes riley she's a best-selling author and tv fitness expert and you know her from qvc and hsn now she brings her expert advice and guests to the voice america influencers channel tune in live every wednesday at 11 a.m pacific time and 2 p.m eastern time for the forbes factor we guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to How You Living. To reach the show today, call in to 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to HowYouLivingShow at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome home, welcome home. We're here with Mr. CJ, and he's giving us a wonderful, intimate journey of his home experience. Um, I'm going to start with a quote from James Baldwin because we're going to take kick this up a level. Um, and this just came to mind when I was um, speaking with uh, CJ yesterday, and then we're going to continue our conversation. So here's a James Baldwin quote. Not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it's faced. And I thought that was really important because um, no matter where we are in our life, we're going to have to have some challenges. And as we continue this conversation with CJ, um, I hope you find it inspiring about how he confronted the challenges and his home life and so on, et cetera. And so, CJ, you're, you're there with us? Yes. 
And so when we at the, before the break, we were talking about how did you end up at the White House from Newark, New Jersey to the Navy to the White House? Well, here's the deal. I went into the Navy and I and I performed very, very well. And I had a chance to go to the Naval War College and uh, I finished second in my class and I got out five years. I, they extended me for the, for the convenience of the government because they couldn't find anyone to replace me at the time. So I, I, my last tour was in Washington, D.C., Navy Legal Service Command. And uh, I was working there, and I decided to get out. And I said, all right, am I going to make Washington my home, or am I going to go to Georgia? I said, I'm an only child. My mom is in New Jersey. I don't want to move too far from her. So I stayed in, I stayed in Washington. I worked for a company called Khaki. I worked in their commercial litigation department. I met a friend who had a friend who met me and knew my background. He said, Mr. Jones, he said, I'd like you to interview for a job at the White House. I said, what? I said, I'm not, a, I'm not, I have no interest in politics whatsoever. He says, I think it would be perfect. I said, okay. I went on the first interview, I'll never forget as long as I live, with Lily Bell. She was a woman, she was very, very, very stoic, very confident, very upright, very poised. And we talked about nothing, just generalities. And so... That happened for about, it lasted for about an hour. And I told my mentor, I said, I don't think I have this job. He says, oh, wait. He said, they liked you. I says, but we didn't talk about anything. He says, wait, I got a call two weeks later to meet with the special assistant to the president for correspondence. She said, Mr. Jones, you worked in the Navy. You finished second in your class. You worked for Admiral Flynn and Admiral Slater, didn't you? I said, yes. She said, that's good enough for me. You're hired. Wow. And I that's... worked in the, as a correspondence analyst for Bush 41 and was the only black that was hired out of six people. That's huge. Would you say that the your foundation to get to that point, that sense of excellence and confidence that came from your home, your home living as a child? Oh, absolutely. In my yearbook, under my quote, it says, the one thing I hate is being underestimated. I grew up with a great sense of pride. Here's a question. Great is there any room or space in your home that you have any forms of rituals, or is your home just a full experience of celebration of who you and your partner is? I mean, because, you know, for my I live spouse. in a home. I can't imagine. Uh, I could go in my home and lose myself with all at every level of discovery and creativity, right? Uh, there's, for me, nothing is better than what's inside my home for my space because that's how I've created it. Do you have that space okay. so when you do go outside, it just elevates me. Is, is, is something elevating you that you've put in your space or just your flow? Yes, when I met my spouse, it was very different. He was, he was very different. He's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man, a UNC grad and, and math at that. And so... We talked, and there were no pretenses. That's how come I say it's very important who you allow in your life. Some people get to come to the show. They should sit in the mezzanine. Some people should sit in the balcony. Some people should sit sit in box seats. Some people should get will call, and some people should get sold out. Because everyone who smiles with you aren't smiling for you. Did you get that from your mother? (laughs) Because I love it. No. I got that from Charles. Oh, really? Love Charles, yeah. too? he's a southerner. Yeah, I, I, I told yeah. him. Cause I'm very much I don't know if most he's people realize when yeah, you step out of your mix. home, your home is an extension of you, right? And so yeah. if you don't have yeah. created a sense of peace and empowerment and have the right people in your space, you're going to, it just, oh. it travels with you. My mother you know, told just, me once, she says, Cyril promised me one thing. She says, if, even if you grow up to be stupid, surround yourself with people who are going places, you'll get some of it through osmosis. I said, what? <laughs> and I thought about it. I said, are you calling me stupid? She says, think about it, son. And I got it. And it worked. It worked. Right. You, you must be cautious who you surround yourself with. 
Right. And so that space, you and Charles have created that space that when you step out of your house, it's an extension of I'm able to achieve any and all things. Oh, yes, definitely. Our home in D.C., you've been there. It's fabulous. I love it. Right. I love the meal you gave yes. me. You know what I think about? I think about we have so many challenges um, across the world so at all different levels. Um, and what I know for sure is that when I see people sitting outside all day and don't want to go home, I am my heart's always broken by that. Because yeah. that place yeah. called home, is, as Maya said, it's the place where you can go and you won't even be questioned if it is a healthy home. Right. And as you said, surround yourself around people and people are in different you know, seats in the audience and your performance in life. And so uh, I, I love the fact I've been to your home and I can feel the heritage of your house, the legacy of your house, the love of your house. And it clearly is an extension of the both of you. Um, and we right. get to Hang own that in our built. home. I don't. Right. I don't care how bad outside is what you can do in your home. There is no excuse what you can do inside your home. That's true. Very true. The home in D.C. was built in 1906. It has a strong sense of heritage. Yeah, it does. I mean, when you swing around the Howard University space. It's now it's you get so many different forms of architecture, Romanesque, federal, Queen Anne. It's just to run the full gamut. And that's what I like. And that's what Charles liked also. Did so you and Charles know you wanted that it. you were going to have the beach house one at one point? And th- th- was that all was of that planned dream. or it just evolved? That was his dream. His dream was, was the beach house. And what we did, I started putting my names on lists of new developments prior to, my, prior to me um, retiring. And lo and behold, my mother follows me. She died at 93 in our house the day before Mother's Day. We got married. On the 5th of May, she died the 9th. She died the 9th. Now, as a caregiver, because I want our audience to know that because you had this home and because you had a healthy home, that when your mother took ill, um, but it wasn't like she actually lived with you for how many years? During her senior years? 17, 17. I was 17. Let me... My hats go off. I I cannot say it enough that, for one, I'm going to say this, uh, the cost, uh, somewhere above $500 billion it costs for senior caregiving and and all that good stuff. But they really talk about, I was looking at some stats and they were saying, believe it or not, most seniors would prefer to pass with their children at home. And th- but the numbers of how many people rise to the occasion. You know, I just can't imagine being, I'm going to say this, and wh- you guys that's listening, check yourself. Do some real serious soul searching. I can't imagine having a, sing- a senior parent, a senior parent with health challenges, and they are not in my home with me. And people can say what they want because you and I both have experience. Um, tragic, tragedy, you know, well, you know, passing of loved ones at home. The fact yeah. is, it is our duty. You you will not be able to convince me otherwise. I look at it as a total, and you now you can write me on this one, a character defect, you adult parents, uh, adult children out there that aren't um, in a healthy mental state where you know if your parents get older, you should be right on it. I, 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 I'm just going to say that. And I'm going to always say that. So I applaud you for being human and having dignity. And um, and clearly you've had the blessings to show you, you from it. You know, yes, there's I've good been, things come I've from good things. blessed immensely. Um, I never forget the first home I bought was on Capitol Hill. My godfather, Pop-Pop Robert Cole. He was a he was a best friend to the mentor that I mentioned earlier, Robert Cole, Robert Howard, rather. And uh, he he took me under his wing. He says, "Sir, why are you paying this exorbitant rent living in D.C. on Capitol Hill?" He says, "Buy a home." I says, "I don't want to." He says, "Buy one." So he talked with my mom. My mom gave me twenty thousand dollars. He gave me ten, and he said, "I'm coming down. I want to find you a house." 
He says, find three that you like, and I can't. And I picked out three. He says, eh, no to the first one, second one, and third one. He says, live on Capitol Hill. This is going to do you well. So I purchased that house. Three bedroom, living room, dining room, kitchen, small backyard, no basement. And so, as it turned out, it worked out well because my mom had a stroke. And when she had the stroke, she was in her house, in her apartment. She had moved to an apartment by then. Um, and she, she, was, she was out cold and then out of consciousness. And I get a little emotional thinking about it. Her girlfriend, as she called me, and said, Cyril, is Ruby with you? And I said, no. Why? She says, her paper is still in front of her door. I says, knock the door down. They found her. She had a massive stroke. She, long story short, she made a full recovery. A full recovery. She Probably made a full a recovery. Later, but you still insisted that she lived with you. Going to the casino. <laughs> and again, that neighborly thing, the fact that someone noticed that she, her newspaper had not been picked up. That's why it's so important yeah. to be a part of the community. You know what I mean? You know, can you imagine? I mean, I'm trying to get in Alabama. It's it's a very difficult task. The the people are local. They know each other. And the new people come down here and we're trying to bring this sense of community. It's a different sense of community. But the fact that she didn't pick up her newspaper and someone was able to kick her, you know, call you. How about that? A neighbor, a friend, knew your number. And this is what community is about. This is what we're supposed to do. I I encourage everybody, know your neighbor next to you and then on the other side, front and back. That is your your full responsibility to be neighborly. You know, and I'm not a big, big Bible person, but when it says love thy neighbor, it is real easy for me to do that. You know, and um, and th- that that itself is inspiring. And and then she stayed with you for 17 years and she passed. Yes. And you guys but, home. But but before that, before that, after that, I met Charles and we talked and he says, well, let's buy a bigger home. And I said, all right. And we we believe in risk. You know, you just taking risk. Take a risk. And we bought a larger home, which had a basement. We bought the, it had a. English basement in LaDroit Park. And it's up for sale. I'll tell you that later. We had a lovely home and we bought this other home and we the intentions where mom would go to the basement if she couldn't walk. Well, as it would have it, she never moved to the basement. When she, she was ninety two and things started getting a little difficult climbing the stairs, so we had a stairlift put put in it. It was called her Cadillac. And so I was fortunate to have a partner at the time who loved her, and she loved him. She says, Phil, she says, I'll move with you. She says, but promise me one thing. I said, what? She says, don't come to my room telling me what Charles has done because I know you and I know your work. Keep me out of it. She says, in that case, I'll go. If not, I won't. And we find it back. Okay. We're going to have to go to commercial and back. He, and two he took minutes. care of her. And he took care he of her. He took care of her. He washed you, you, her back. He, she loved him. And and that is really don't, don't I really think that is part of our why we're here on this planet. We are not here on this planet. I hear people and especially people with children say it's time for me to do me. And I just think that yeah. you didn't have any balance. You had to figure out you should have been doing you along the way so you can actually be healthy and ready to help others and and so on etc. And I may be tough on this subject but it's a real simple, simple subject for me because my friends know you can call me in your worst day and I'm coming. I'm coming to help. Yeah. Um, there's, yes. I don't even think twice about it. And I just love you guys. I love you for it. Um, and then the peace that comes in your home. There's a when I visited your home and had dinner, I felt like I had known you for 30, 40 years. I mean, I could just, you I know, know it was this trance. It's natural. This transparency was like, take your shoes off. I think someone said, you don't have to or something. And I was like, "Mm -hmm." because I respect that. I respect the the front door. But I want to continue to thank you for that. Uh, We're going to have to go to a commercial shortly. So I don't want to start a long conversation. But I want you to share the importance of living in a home, creating memories in a home and making that home a quality piece in the neighborhood because your home is the showpiece in DC is the showpiece of the neighborhood. 
I mean, I rolled up on it. Yeah. I was like, oh. these men got these colored men got the biggest house around. The- <laughs> yeah, we have a corner unit. Yes. And we and did it exactly the way we we wanted to. And, and we loved it. it. We, I was I collected art and things and Charles collected things. And we have plenty of pictures of our family. And it's just it's home. And it's but a it's a spontaneous. It's it a yeah, uh, it's a positive. When you drive down the street, actually, I have to tell you, I first said, let me check the address. And then I went and found a parking space. <laughs> and then I thought, if you really felt grand going in it, it felt like, I hope y'all see who going up in his house. Because I know them people on that corner. And that's the kind of neighbor, the neighborly thing, people taking care of your home. is one thing to buy it. It's another thing to take care of it. Right. Where people drive down the street and find a sense of care and respect and community. And, and you've just done a fabulous job in that space. And, and you remember, I don't know if oh, you, thank you I walked in your home and I thought this this is what I would expect. And then when you visited me to at my home, y'all were like, well, this is oh, my this goodness, is our- your home. Oh, <laughs> wow. He was like, this is you? but <laughs> And I was like, yes, I guess it yes, is. absolutely. <laughs> and we have to thank uh, Miss Tina Wynn for that. Oh, don't we? My sister love. Uh, my sister love. Who, isn't she a sweetheart and just a great connector yes. and, and, and selfless and uh, know how to bring all the people together? But we're going to go to commercial, and then when we get back, I want to talk about the homes on the beach, and then this show is going to be over. Thank you for listening to How You Living. Catch us on Facebook. Email me if you want to be a part of the show, uh, and we'll be right back after this break. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The soul of enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Influencers Channel with the replay on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to How You Living. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to howyoulivingshow at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome home, welcome home. How you living? We're with CJ. Uh, We were chatting during the break, and we're coming down to the hour, and and we wanted to discuss the importance of home ownership. So I'm going to shut up, CJ. And because the question is, is what are your thoughts when we tell our listening audience, not just should they be in a home, 
but um, to make sure they're a good neighbor. It's your greatest asset to own a home and to learn to use a home equity line of credit because use other people's money to get what you need. Don't use yours. Um, we were fortunate. We had saved. We had put in IRAs and things like that. And I can't encourage young people enough to save. Be humble. What you can't see, you can't miss. So put your, tuck your money away and then step out. Remembering, remember that that the greatest asset is home ownership. It's where you create your memories. It's, it's your base. It's your center. It's your universe. So we bought the first. I had a home. We bought the second home. Then we bought the third home in Delaware. And we were close to the beach. We had been going to Rehoboth for years. And, and early on, I remember saying, oh, gosh, it'd be neat to live here. Lo and behold, we lived there. We had a fabulous single-family home. We are blessed. And I give it all to God. Um, and then Charles said, well, what about beach? I said, well, we're near the beach. And he said, I want blue turquoise water cereal. And I said, okay. So I found, I started working on this probably about eight months ago, a realtor. And he was sending me things. And then we just upped and jumped up and came down here to visit a friend who introduced me to D.C., Vandy Brisbane, and uh, visited him. And we had two other realtors working with us. And none of them knew that we had three. Lo and behold, the three <laughs> were producing great things, but the one that came through was Vandy's. He says, I have a guy. He found us the most fabulous spot on the water. We literally walk out on the sand. And so it's, it's just beautiful. Life is good. Life is good. I'm retired. And I just thank God every day. You know, um, I want to thank you for sharing that because that was the piece um, that you and I had just a brief chat about. And I said, if we can only um, encourage people um, to know not only to be in a home, but to be a great neighbor. But believe it or not, the stats show that 40 percent of people under 30 are actually buying now two homes. They're coming. They're sort of getting it. Some are getting it. Some not. Right. And they're like coming out of college. I'm sure some of it, the parents don't want their kids to come straight home after college. And there are all these programs, as you said, use other people money. Um, and, and just to let everybody know, I don't know if people know, I'm a realtor in, in about four or five, what, four states. And no matter where you are, believe it or not, I have a network. So always call me if you want me to connect you with a realtor, if you want me to put out the right questions and help you um, find it, or if you're even looking for a home and if you're in Atlanta, D.C. or Maryland, um, just reach out to me. Uh, but on the flip side, um, that wasn't a sales proposition. It was just the importance of that you went and sought out some help, right? Like you didn't just go on Zillow and just try to figure it all out. Oh, no, 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 no. Much too bright for that. Yeah, you called the pros in because I hear people go, oh, I went, I noticed and, and things like that. And you need to get on the phone with a realtor that has the inside information about really what prices are and what's on the market. Plus, they exactly. know down the pipeline what's coming before it ever gets online. Often people are people actually make a decision to sell their home 18 months before they sell it. Right. And so a realtor has been called and they've said, look, I'm thinking about selling. And that realtor is taking note. And then if they get a client, they go, wait a minute. I know a homeowner that's going to be selling in six months. This gives you an opportunity to be at the front of the line. If that goes on the market, be well, ready. Let me share this with you. We were so clever that the D.C. home pays for the for the Delaware home. Ain't that something? OK. And we have excess cash. And excess because cash. Because we rented the top and the lower part out. And it's going back on the market at the end of June. We're selling it. You're going to sell the D.C. house? Yes. Okay. Yes. We can't, we, can't be in, we can't be everywhere all the time. No, but you know what? I get that, so though, because gonna, I still have, I mean, you know, I, I still run back and forth. And I love D.C. Actually, it's my favorite place. But as I get older... Right, I'm with you, but you love it too. But let's see if we got the same butt. We love it too, but there's a sense of calm after sixty. Right. Yes, there's a sense of calm that come upon you. And DC is really fine. Is. We have many friends there that that have plenty of space for us that we could visit. So we're going to sell that house for one point two five million. 
and we're going to walk with the change. That's and see that's and that and that's a great setup. Thank you, Charles. <laughs> yeah. Thank you yeah, also, Charles but thank you, Charles. Effort. Yeah. I think that's important. It's important that you have a partner that has a vision um, and oh, that's yeah. willing he's to a, change. He's the math person. He does the math. the math. I can't do the math. That wasn't my thing. English was. He's the math guy. He crunched the numbers, baby. Trust me. And, well, that's so lovely. You know, there's two opposites coming together and creating something amazing. Because that's really what it gets down to. When now, you know, I'm at the country house and I've been looking for a place in city, in, inside the city, city, city park. I can't park. wait to visit you. I can't wait to visit you. I know. We're going to have fun. Um, but I was like, I really am trying to find a space where I find my tribe. You know what I mean? I want if yeah. the newspaper, if my newspaper is still out, that somebody notice and knock on my door. You know what I mean? Right. And um I want neighbors uh, that care. You know, Alabama's a little too loud for whatever reason. They think everybody should play music, believe it or not, which I didn't know that about Southern people. <laughs> you know, we don't do that up north like that. We, because people no. will set your house on fire. But down south, <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with these people? Um, <laughs> they could do better than Charles it's called really respect. got it because his dad was his dad owns his own company. He built houses in North Carolina, so he had his own home too. So and put he had them both heads together. Two so, heads are better than one. So the bottom line is, um, as we come down to a close for this show, we want to thank I want to thank you, CJ and Charles, and the story you've shared. You've shared an intimate story. Um, it you know. For you listeners, take what you can from it and think about it. Um, think about um, being prepared to take care of your senior uh, family members. Um, be prepared to have and meet somebody in your home that inspires you and you both create a never, another level of greatness and using your home as a tool. And there, when you talk to a realtor, just let me share it. There's not a state in this country that doesn't have a program. Last week, we mentioned that on last week's show, where you can get in a home. Of course, normally for less than seven or $800,000, you can get in a home and you can get that money, the, the tax breaks and all the other things available to you. So don't sit on the fence. There is opportunities. Um, there's incentives to get in the community, communities that need to plant more trees. Believe it or not, there are programs that will give your town free trees, right? Uh, I remember being in Harlem and we got free paint to cover graffiti that eventually changed 110th Street, the Harlem Gateway Committee. I was 25 years old. We changed that block. You can't even move on that block now, CJ. It is too expensive. I no. Uh, and, We're uh, members of the Arbor Club, and lo and behold, little did he know it would save us. We had a power outage, and they sent me this little clock and this little lantern, and I, and he laughed at it. And we had a power outage about two weeks ago, briefly. I pulled out the <laughs> lantern, and I said, see, that's because <laughs> that's we gave money to sustain trees. Yep, sustain tree. Right, and it really is. I don't care how tough the world is outside your home, right? But that home yeah. is, it could be all things to you. It could be what Tanzania, if it you want it to be. be. And it should be. And and then when you step outside your home, make sure you know your neighbor in front of you, behind you, and beside you. And that helps starts to increase the capacity of the community, right? And um, I mean, I we're down at a stranger. Don't be a stranger. And as um, CJ had mentioned, um, explore uh, how you can take some home equity loan and do things with it. And you can even start your own businesses at home. And it's yeah. so many. It's an infinite possibility. And, and that's why I have to tell you, CJ, when people say, well, racism, I'm so mad. I'm not getting Please. mad in my house. I'm not Please. bringing it inside my Please. house. It stops. No time for that. Right. It, it starts. Uh, nobody's going to steal my joy. No one's going to take my joy. Um, they are going to count me down real soon. I want to tell you that I love you. I love Charles. You know, you're welcome. I to love the, you more. Um, country house. I will be coming to the Florida house probably in the fall. <laughs> please do. Please do. You, you are always welcome. Look, we'll have a chicken uh, fry off again. 
Um, oh no, uh, you'll fry the chicken, girl. You'll fry the chicken. <laughs> You're the best. One. You you make chicken better than my mama. So that's saying that's, something. Hello, y'all better listen. You better listen up. You know what? What I do every day, I I can't do it all. I am quite imperfect. But what I will say about myself, and if you don't know, you know, is that I really try to get better. When I fail at something, it sends me into getting better. I failed a lot of chicken. Um, I failed at a quite a few other things, but it just gives me something else beautiful to work on and to become better. Because that's my intention, always to be better. I learned a couple of things over the last couple of weeks that have changed me forever. And I'm so glad I had those experiences. Um uh, as we uh, finalize the show, I just want to share with you, if no one told you they love you today, CJ, I do. And thank you for sharing your story. And tell me your mother's you. name. I kept saying your mother. Ruby. Ruby Jones. Ruby M. Jones. And guess what my mother name is? Ruby M. Jr. My mother name is Ruby. My mother name is Ruby M. for May. Ruby May Jr. Yeah, M-A-E. <laughs> That's it. My mother said they tacked it on to everyone's name in the everyone's South. <laughs> they tacked it on to everything. I didn't know if you knew that, but I wanted to say her name. I didn't know, you know that. Yes. Say her name. That's my mother's name. Yes. Same initials. Wow. R-E-J. Thank you for joining the show. You're I always open to the show. I love Next you, time, you, know, you come to the show, I want to talk about art because you and I have art collection. We have art collection. We yes, got the we real do. deal. Yes, We're we real do. collectors. Right. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to have a show. I hope we can get Jonathan Green on the show. We're going to have to talk about art one day and post some art and get our listeners around the world to share their art with us. But that being said and done, thank you. You're always welcome to the show. Thank have a you. beautiful day. Connect with LaTanya live on Facebook and Instagram for resources, step-by-step workshops, product placement reviews, support, and more. Until we talk again, thank you for tuning in to How You Living. You'll want to check out the next edition of the show next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 